one. Welcome to Vistas by WebCheck Security. News, views, and insights into the cybersecurity realm, leadership, and entrepreneurship. Produced by WebCheck Security, a world-class cyber penetration testing and rich risk mitigation company. My name is Greg Johnson, and I'm your host. Today's podcast welcomes Mr. Matt Groves, founder and CEO of Wasatch Security Awareness. Best cyber practices dictate annual cyber awareness training, and indeed, most of the data breach incidents that occur are a result of social engineering and phishing. In today's episode, you'll learn about how Matt addresses this issue and helps corporations to heighten security awareness. Vistas is sponsored by Vivint Smart Home. Look, have you ever wondered what would happen if I were robbed? What would they get? Who do I call to protect me? Well, look no further than Vivint Smart Home. They have the best technology for cameras, doorbells, garage sensors, window sensors, thermostats, everything you need all in one app. For world-class security and home automation, call Vivint today at 1-800-570-1313. That's right, 1-800-570-1313. Now, Vistas is also honored to be sponsored by Nexus IT Consultants. A worry-free, hyper-responsive approach to building world-class IT support and solutions so leaders can focus on their business. Shout out to Earl Foote and his crew, another amazing CEO with the high integrity uh, of many great CEOs and a great bass player. <laughs> Reach out to Earl's crew for your IT security needs at www.nexusitc.net. That's www.nexusitc.net. I might add that Earl and his crew wish you a very Merry Christmas. Well, I'd like to introduce to you folks, Mr. Matt Groves. Uh, Matt has spent 16 years training employees in various roles of business. Five years ago, his passion drove him to found the firm Wasatch Security Awareness. He has spent those five years gearing his classes towards employees and their crucial role in cybersecurity. Matt holds a Cybersecurity Plus certification and has tested and educated tens of thousands of people in various industries from government, education, law, finance, retail sales, banking, real estate, mortgage, manufacturing, construction, technology, uh, accommodation, IT, and healthcare on best security practices, social engineering techniques, and how to protect their business and personal lives. Matt, that's a pretty impressive bio. I'm always amazed at the talent that agrees to uh, actually sit down and have this podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for your invitation. It's always nice to spend time with the Greg Johnson. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the infamous uh, Greg Johnson. Well, tell me a little bit, Matt, about your family and and maybe some personal stuff about you. Yeah, you know, we grew up in Davis County, uh, spent the majority of my life there, um, met my wife actually in high school, uh, left her for two years and then came back and we decided to spend some time together and really kind of got to liking each other and then got married and 
been knowing we, we know each other longer now than we have not known each other so we've known each other oh, wow. for a long time so i'm guessing uh, the two years you uh went to school or served a mission uh, for your church or something of that nature yep served a mission uh for the church and uh, came back and got married and five kids later here we are it's great wow that's fantastic well again thanks so much for uh for coming on board the next question on a personal note is where did your interest in cybersecurity develop and and what possessed you to start wasatch security awareness as you know matt running a business is is not an easy thing <laughs> So tell us about that. <laughs> you you are correct. Yeah. So my brother is uh, a managed service provider. He's been doing that for a long time. And he had several clients that he, he knows he needs to, to train them, but he just didn't have the time. Uh, you know, it's an important gig. And so we got to sitting together and I said, well, I'd, I'd like to train. And so let's put something together. So you know, five or six years ago, we put together these training classes and and we had some really good success with them, and it was going to be specifically just for his clients. But we sat down and talked together, and I said, can I use this to help other people? And he says, absolutely. And so that's kind of where it started was his need into kind of helping people understand how to protect the network. I see. That would be Adam Groves of Inbound CS, uh, by the way. Yes. Good, good dude. I know Adam very well. And uh, we have some partnership and some interactions. Uh, so shout out to Matt and Drew and the folks at Inbound CS. Well, um, yes. Matt, let's let's dive into this podcast with some stats, shall we? Um, Absolutely. You know, the Verizon data breach report is fantastic. Uh, they've kind of dominated the industry with, with that and made a niche for themselves. Most of us use it for cell phone service, myself included, but uh, every year <laughs> I turn to that Verizon data breach report. A few statistics that I think play into uh, your industry and the importance of what you do, Matt. 85% of breaches involved a human element which means humans are being duped, right? Um, 65% or sorry, 61% of breaches involved credentials, which means that those credentials are usually social engineered. Um, and 13% of the non-DOS incidents, that means those that weren't a denial of service where machines were taken down due to uh, large spraying of packets across the internet. Uh, to, uh, anyway, 13% of those involved ransomware. So kind of you distill it down to um, uh, there's a large number of the malware uh, that involves a ransomware attack. Very common now. Only 3% of the breaches involved actual exploitation of vulnerabilities on servers and devices. I found that fascinating. I would think it would be higher. Uh, we know that we need to patch the low-hanging fruit uh, in our organizations. The Log4j um, uh, exploit that is currently being talked about. It affects Apache, but it also affects so many other vendors that use that technology from Cisco to Siemens. And um, so those vulnerabilities need to be patched. But uh, really, uh, the reality is, Matt, uh, people are being social engineered um, as these Verizon stats underscore. Um, so what does this tell us about the criticality of employee cyber savvy? Yeah, yeah, the numbers are huge that revolve around those uh, 
you know, the end users, the ones that use the technology. It, it's one of those things that they need to understand that they are a vital part of protecting the network. It's interesting. I've gone into several bigger businesses, and there's a, a big challenge that IT guys, either internal or external IT guys have, is the more secure they try to make the network, they try to butt heads because security and convenience don't go together. And the the bad guys just know that they can go after the human and, and get what they want, like you mentioned on the social engineering aspect. We've tested along the Wasatch front with all those industries that you mentioned before, almost 70,000 people now. And our numbers are 31% uh, will click on inside uh, an email, and 28% of the 70,000 will give up credentials. And that's a huge huge number. And so those are the types of things. It's a vital that your staff knows and understands these types of techniques and learns to recognize them and know how to stop them, for hey, sure. You mentioned the word tested. This is a perfect uh, segue into a question that I wanted to ask about your methodology. So clearly, you're not just, uh, quote, standing up and training, which you do live, but also I think COVID taught you that, you know, <laughs> you, you got to be online too. And so we'll, we'll address that. But talk to us a little bit about the testing methodology that you use to heighten uh, security awareness. Yeah, so what, what we do is we'll actually mimic techniques that were being used. And one of those techniques is phishing or spear phishing. That's where they kind of craft an email that comes after your business and they want those credentials they want you to click on those links to introduce the malware uh, trying to build trust and so we replicate those types of uh, same techniques that the the cyber criminals do uh, and so it's a perfect test that we use before we train and so that becomes a very powerful story to help you know, a lot of times it's just like don't click on this don't click on that it, that's true, but they need a reason why. And so we help them understand and change that culture with the reason why. So we put those those phishing and spear phishing engagements together, take those results and actually incorporate them into our live or online tra live trainings. It helps them really understand. Uh, we don't get in and it's super easy to get into the what I call the geek talk, right, is like the deer in the headlight talk. So we try to keep it so everybody understands and is uh, aware of what's going on and what they're learning. And what I found, um, if I may say this, Matt, is you, you're, you're not cheap. You you deliver good value, but it, it that's just it. The way you price your engagements, I've, I've found to be value-based. And, and what I mean by that is these organizations are not just – paying for training they get some um, targeted spear phishing to test their people and then use that during the training sometimes as we're scoping penetration tests at web check security um, clients will pay for us to do some some high level phishing and vishing and those kinds of things but what you're saying is and that i i endorse this you're coming in and saying look the the organization needs training but but let's really see uh where their uh, cyber savvy is by phishing them absolutely <laughs> right? that's exactly what you do right yes absolutely yeah, and that's where those stats come from is real life stats. Um, and it really helps them understand the story and, and the value of their role in security and helping protect the network. And it's very, very valuable. 
Now, Matt, that, that leads me to a point here, and that is that cybersecurity awareness on the whole and the training that you provide is so much more than just um, uh, running a fish campaign. In other words, I'm sure you get this all the time. Well, we use no before in our organization, so we don't need training. Could you talk about that a little bit? What do you tell um, some of these IT directors that say, well, we use no before we're good? Yeah, and I think no before is a great product. Uh, the challenge that they have is they go through the no before and the computer tries it. We, we try to say, look, the computer shouldn't teach a human how to be careful with a computer. <laughs> it hmm. should be a human that should be teaching uh, people, which no before is a great supplement to what we do. And we have several companies that actually, once we come in, they'll actually use a no before product uh to uh, help supplement and keep it top of mind. What we come into is change the culture of, of people. People can actually, we're in a meeting, whether it's online or in person, obviously we, we prefer in person because we can get that human interaction. And when the emails goes out, uh, we've had like an example of this. When I know before you send out an email, when we send out an email, we get the story. And here's a quick example. We send out an email to a uh, 50, person-ish uh, clinic and you know we're using those social engineering techniques of hey you need to uh, get this done by today uh, we need your credentials or you can't get in so we we mimic all those techniques that we're using and so in this case it, it was a, a spear phishing email that was sent out and it was coordinated through uh, the IT team and so the secretary of the uh, the uh, clinic, she took it upon herself to print out the email and place it on everybody's uh, desk on their computer screens. Make, make sure that you, you log into this before you leave today. That is such a powerful lesson of how uh, the bad guys need to have human interaction to make it work. So that particular uh, incident, we had 74% of the, 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 uh, the clinic give up their credentials and that's a huge number and that was that's the kind of stuff that we miss and we go through and help them understand and what to look out for and it becomes a very powerful teacher because it it's one of those things after the trainings they're always talking about it for you know a few days after they're always trying to have it become top of mind and these things are going to have to apply to their personal lives too which help them share their personal lives as well so it's just something that we're just excited to help people uh, realize I like that phrase that uh, machines shouldn't be solely relied upon to, to teach humans about behavior, right? We, we need to have that interaction. That's good. Uh, so how sustainable is a training session, Matt, after you leave the organization? Yeah, so what we do is we'll go in and uh, train them. And then what we like to do is a lot of people will do it every year. Uh, which is you pretty much required, as was mentioned earlier, with good cybersecurity practices. We have some people that come in and do it every quarter, uh, every semi-annually. It just kind of depends on what their type of 
uh, industry is, what types of, you know, how seriously really they take security. Uh, the cool thing is, is when we come in and retest them and retrain them on some new uh, things that are going on out there, we can actually see results from the first results to the second results. And we can kind of adapt to whatever they like to have as far as sustaining goes and, and training goes. It's it's fun to see the numbers actually shrink and go down. They can actually see those numbers and see it actually working. Fantastic. Um, talk to us a little bit about your uh, learning management system you've you've developed. Yes. Yeah, so again, as you mentioned earlier, COVID kind of put a wrench in everything, and so we weren't able to meet in person, which is our uh, number one uh, way we like to train. So what we did is we put together our trainings and put them into little five to eight minute tidbits of video. And that learning management system, your employees are able to go in to log in at their leisure. They can use their mobile device. They can use their desktop and take the trainings. They also have tests at the end of those five to eight minute uh, sessions, which they need to get 100 percent on. Uh, and so if they're not paying attention, if they're scrolling through Facebook, as is normal usually, uh, and they don't – if they miss an, a question, they have to go back and do it again. Uh, but if they're paying attention, they can get that. The end of these – we've broken it up into like eight, nine classes depending on what uh, sessions you're in. At the end of that class, your, your staff can get cybersecurity certified which is a fantastic thing to help them understand. They can go in and review. Once they do that, they can access other classes that we have, uh, which help them as well. So it keeps things on top of mind and gets them that certification that they need as well. So obviously, Matt, it's not just uh, you or a trainer standing up in front of uh, a group on a one-off, but you've got um, obviously great ways to, uh, to sustain that over the long term. Absolutely. Yeah, and it helps, especially when, you know, people are hiring as well. We can catch them up and they can run as part of their, you know, HR uh, maybe set up is where they go in and make sure they get these trained. They can do it within an hour where they're getting everything else set up and get that certification as well. Keep keep them caught up as best that we can. Fantastic. Uh, now, have you built that LMS platform yourself? Do you license the technologies or, or how how does that work? We, we've we built it, um, and so they can just access it through us, and we set them up, and we manage it all for them. So it's a nice thing for HR people. Uh, we send them out reports every month. They can say, hey, where are we at? Who do, whose department do we need to have uh, make sure that they're doing this? Uh, and so it becomes, again, integrated into what they're doing every every month with their monthly meetings or weekly meetings so we kind of keep them up on that and so it gives them a way to follow up uh, with that as well so we manage all that for you and i'm kind of leading you on that question and what that means is you don't have to charge exorbitant L lms fees that are incorporated into your training programs uh, so the another uh i guess feather in your cap for having a value-based uh, program and and service that you, that you guys deliver it's a great product um what differences do you think you've made um with your clients matt over the past few years uh, what are some of the clients feedback um, in regards to um, what differences you've made in the cyber savvy of the organization maybe even pre preventing uh, ransomware attacks 
Yeah, there's oh several stories. Um, again, we work with a lot of managed service providers along the Wasatch Front, and those are the guys that take care of you know the businesses or the internal guys too. You have internal guys that uh, take care of your IT. Um, one in particular really um, stands out to me. Uh, it was a big or- organization, about 1,500 people, and the IT group was just really having a hard time uh, because the culture of the company was cybersecurity isn't my job, it's your job, and really makes it tough uh, for them to do their job. And so uh, we made it mandatory for all their 1,200 employees to come and get trained. And as I'm entering in uh, to one of the classes, one of the higher-ups in the company was had his arms wide out and says, why are we here? This is not our job. It is your job. And when you have a culture like that, it makes it almost impossible uh, to um, to in- implement things that are going to – when you have that, it just makes it hard for your IT guys to – to sustain their networks. And so I said, look, give me an hour, an hour and a half, and we'll talk after. So we went through our basics training and talked about these stats, right, that you brought up earlier. And and the really, uh, you know, 85% of the cyber breaches rely on humans uh, to make it happen. And so we brought those up into an understandable format. The higher up comes up to me and says, I finally understand the reasons why we need to work together. And I'll never forget the four people in the IT staff were jumping up and down after because they <laughs> finally realized that they, they're they getting it because a lot of times, again, they butt heads because they make it really con- con- inconvenient for us as end users, but we need to work together on that. And that's I've had several examples of that as well. Uh, where uh, they, they, it's just easier for the IT staff to work with their end users because they finally understand the reasons why. Even though they've been telling them for years, <laughs> just someone else comes in and helps them. Uh, and so, yeah, it makes it uh, better that way as well. So This kumbaya fun. moment has been brought to you by Wasatch Security <laughs> Awareness. No, I can see where uh, you have facilitated uh, a coming together, Matt, of... Uh, uh, the C-suite and um, IT, and that's really important. And incorporating the other elements and the other stakeholders uh, in an organization. It's it's just like productivity in general. Uh, sales is everyone's job. Productivity is everyone's job. Uh, security, uh, physical security is everyone's job. And cybersecurity, really, every stakeholder has to participate and Absolutely. we'll be back yeah. in a minute. Nexus WebCheck Security looks to Nexus IT to partner for IT operations. It used to be notebooks, posters, and banners, proofreading, ads, and physical invites. Now it's virtual servers and desktops, internet content filtering, web hosting, cloud infrastructure, and more. Ready to jump your company forward a few decades? Let Nexus IT consultants show you how. To find out more, Go to www.nexusitc.net or call them. Ready for this number? 435-659-2533. I'll say that once more. 435-659-2533. And we're back with Matt Grove, CEO of Wasatch Security Awareness. 
So Matt, you've been doing this for uh, five years now, I believe. Often you're called in to train employees uh, when unfortunately there has been a ransomware attack or a cyber incident, and you're part of the remediation plan and the best practices going forward. Uh, what, what have you seen over and over again in these organizations? And, and I, I guess that's a general question, but what, uh, what trends have you noticed? What negligence was there? Um, what would you speak to, uh, to that? You know, Greg, that's a great question. Uh, over and over, it seems like it, it really comes down to trust uh, a lot of these times where, you know, whether they get an email or click on a link, they trusted that it was going to happen. They just didn't know what to look out for. And and the trust is where those the social engineering comes in. They need to understand uh, these types of things. Uh, one comes into particular where we in our classes, we talk about business email compromise, which is a big, big thing. And I think the numbers show right. that, you know, it's gone up 600% uh, since COVID. Um, and we've a classic business email compromise situation happened a couple of weeks ago uh, here in Utah County where uh, what, what business email, well, let's explain it to what it is. So it's very important that we, we know that. And it can happen inside your company or outside your company. But in this case, a company that they did business with 10 years ago was compromised by the bad guys. They took over the email. And so they go through – the bad guys go through the email and say, oh, look, they do business with ABC Company. So they sent out an invoice that said, hey – ABC company, you haven't paid us and you're late on your payment. Again, they haven't done business with them in 10 years. So this email sent to the controller said, if you don't, uh, if you don't pay us, we won't take you to court. But if you pay us via a wire transfer, right? And oh so boy. she's like, oh my, oh my goodness. So that's another red flag that they need to understand. Well, what happened was it's on a Friday afternoon. And we'll learn about why it's on a Friday afternoon. But so she sets up a wire transfer. And in the 20 years that they've been in business, they've never paid anybody through a wire transfer. So that doesn't make much sense. So the controller sets up a wire transfer on a Friday afternoon to send to this company that they did business with 10 years ago. And so she sends up a wire transfer of $46,000. Oh, my goodness. $46,000 <laughs> she sends a wire transfer off to. Uh, and so it was a Friday afternoon. Uh, so Monday mid-morning rolls around, and so she follows up with the company that they did business with, and she said, did you get my wire transfer? And what did they say? What uh, are you talking about? <laughs> we have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, we haven't done business with you in 10 years, they said. She says, oh, my goodness. So, again, it's one of those things where you have to trust. She should have just taken the time to verify that. And that's where a lot of this time where staff needs to do that. They need to understand. And, and again, she she felt it was coming from them because it looked like it was coming from them. And she trusted it. Oh she didn't goodness. take the time. She didn't take the time to verify that. And that's all she had to do. She should have verified it before she sent the $46,000 out the door. But this is happening all the time. And I could tell you story after story that this is happening to. And this is where the awareness really has to come into play. And so we don't want that to happen. If we were aware and really understood beforehand, uh, it would save us a lot of grief. And that's where we have to come in. And that's where we try to try to shine and help make them understand uh, this is real, number one, and it's going to happen to you. Number two, we have to know what to do about it when it happens. 
Well, that is a really interesting story. And as we were talking, I was searching my inbox because I know that I had seen uh, a really clever uh, email the other day. Can I can I share this, Matt? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, this came into my personal uh, inbox, and uh, I, I probably marked it as junk and moved it to spam, but I wanted to keep it because this is a great training exercise. So it says, purchase invoice... And, you know, anytime you see invoice and purchase as an individual, what do we do? What is this? What? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, for example, yeah. I, I went on uh, that one those TV ads for Instaflex. It's a knee stuff, you know, and I thought, I'll try this. And, of course, yeah. they want your credit card number and, and uh, you know, and then they, they send you the info. And then they kind of do an auto renew every, every month unless you cancel it. <laughs> Um, so we, we, we were drawn to this stuff, right? So this is from geek squad. It says, we are renewing it for you. Dear valued customer. Thank you for your services. Your personal subscription geek squad PC care will expire today on 12, 15, 2021. Right? So they're, they, they're very, it, it looks official, but I noticed there's no logos here, right? The amount yeah. is enough to, to, get one concern $438.17 per month so it's a very you know specific amount yep. and they've got a 12 15 2021 20, on 526.13 p.m it will expire expire right <laughs> and that it will auto renew unless you turn it off so what are some people going to do they're going to say oh wait, i don't want that subscription they're, they're going to call this phone number one 855 what do you think's at the other end of that number, Matt? Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's a it, social it, engineer, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. And it's those techniques in that email, you know, the the urgency that's in that email they need to understand. It's that, well, I didn't do that. Well, that's another, another thing. Well, I, I didn't do that. Well, I didn't do that. <laughs> that's one of yeah. those things you have to step back. But it's those social engineering techniques that you really have to understand because yeah. we've yeah. tested those 70,000 people, right, with different industries and different companies, different sizes, all the way from five, all the way up to 1,500 people. And when we test those people so so far, when we use social engineering techniques that you're talking about in that email, we are 100% in every time we get in with those social engineering techniques. And so that's the <laughs> things that we need to make sure uh, that we're looking at and that we're making sure that we can recognize that. And it just it, – the, this is the challenge, right? It, it only takes one. Yep. You know, we have to be right 100% of the time. The bad guys only need to be right once. And so, again, they're coming through that. And, again, you're getting emails like that all the time. And we just need to make sure that we're doing the right things on those, right? Clicking the link, calling the number, getting you on the phone is all they need you to do to start working you over. And and it really, I mean, again, it's a, well, we used no before. Sorry, but, you know, you could spend 15 minutes on this email. First of all, it's from some weird dude or Villiori Villiacala at gmail.com. Geek Squad is mm -hmm. not going to be sending this from gmail.com in the in the first place. Yeah, that's I was gonna actually I was gonna actually ask you that. Uh, I said, is it from a Gmail account? Because that's the, and this is the challenge too that I've seen. Um, and I get these emails too. So does your can your IT team block all Gmail? 
Yes, they they can block them all. They can, but it's not good for business, right? Right. And so because that's how people communicate. And so they use that all the time. I got a a phishing email too from someone that I knew, their first and last name that I knew, but it was from a Gmail account. Right. And so they use that as a kind of under the radar to get through there as well. And that's that social engineering that you're talking about as well. So it's just all over the place. And and Valamail, I don't know if you've seen this, that Valamail keeps track of these phishing and spear phishing emails. And they say that there's three billion sent every day on average. And oh when you're goodness. talking about $3 billion a day, technology can't catch it all. It's got to be us as the end users needing to know what to look out for, what to do. Like if I get one of these emails, what do I do? What does my IT want me to do? Can I forward it to them? So that's the kind of stuff that we bring up, the real-world situations, because we test you in those real-world situations and give you some things to do a lot of people say well, i don't want to i don't want to bother my it team this is where you bother your it team right <laughs> in our in our uh, train we relate it to a door and it's our responsibilities and users to keep that door shut and it's our responsibility when we open it up to make sure it's safe to do so too and you can rely on uh, those guys your it team to make sure before you open up that door to those bad guys make sure uh, it's safe to do so, and then they're not bad guys. So yeah, it's it's a challenge. This has been a great discussion. Um, let's pivot for a minute, Matt. So the first several years of Wasatch Security Awareness, you were delivering training mostly in person, um, which uh, you know it's a personal uh, personnel in resource intensive business. So if you had to travel. Um, outside of the local area, then, you know, there's there's T&E involved. And uh, so it's more expensive for the clients. But then, boom, pandemic comes along. <laughs> Tell us a little <laughs> bit about your your journey and how you pivoted. This this show is as much about entrepreneurship as it is cybersecurity. So talk, talk to us about that. You know, that's a great question because a lot of our, our clients are, are government-based. And um, they were the first to shut down, right? Right. And in and, 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 uh, three days, uh, we lost 100% of our business in three days because they said we can't come into work, we can't do this. And so it just kind of spread. I didn't think, you know, COVID was going to be a, a big deal. So you're like, well, what do we do now, right? <laughs> Your wife's going, uh, honey, what, what, what do we do here? <laughs> yeah, how, how come you haven't left? <laughs> you usually leave, right? And so we're like, oh my goodness, what what do we do? And and so like a lot of other companies out there, you had to make changes. You had to make, you know, for the restaurants, they had to start emphasizing on takeout. And so that's kind of what we had. We had to do like take in, <laughs> right? We had to like <laughs> right. figure out what can what we could do there. And so that's when we started developing this learning management system, and and working with a few other companies that really wanted to adapt that rate because companies were just trying to adapt. And so I, I got in and, and got some good cameras and got some good uh, – kind of d- divided up my, my presentations in a way that could be digestible. Uh, again, our first our – first rec- our, our first – you know, we'd love to be in person, but we, we didn't. And so we had to adapt and, and c- try to figure this out. And so it was like, okay, what do we do now with nothing coming in? 
well, we have to go to the people. And so that's what we did with this learning management system and, and really had a pivot, which has been a fantastic thing. It, it's been a really good thing to help keep the culture up, keep people aware. Uh, we make it fun. We make it uh, digestible and really memorable. And that's what we want to do. We can do that with videos the best we can. Uh, but in person is, is uh, again, our number one go-to. But these really are, are helping uh, clients stay on on top of what things and we keep things updated all the time and, and make sure that people are understanding and they can go through it and and just not try to be as as boring we try to take the boring out of the videos that we can so what what would you say your mix is now you know society's kind of open back up um how much what percentage are you doing live what percentage are you doing uh zoom and that also kind of gives you uh, opens up other markets doesn't it it does. Yeah. So we've, uh, during COVID, we, we did Zoom uh, all over the world. Uh, we were Zooming with people in Australia, uh, New Zealand here, uh, all over the, the world, which was great. Uh, and so with things opening back up, we're doing probably 90% in person now, which is, is great. Um, 10% online, because I think people are just eager to get back and, and see each other and and, and do those types of things. And so we've really been thankful that the people have been uh, doing that. But again, we do the, the Zoom as well. Uh, it's been effective, uh, but not as effective as in person. But again, it's been a, a good thing to help uh, others uh, keep keep on it and keep going. So really happy and excited to, to do that and to help uh, those as well. Well, and for our listeners, I, I'm just thrilled with the, the evolution, Matt, of your business at WebCheck Security. We, As you know, we work together, and uh, we have a great training business delivered by Matt at Wasatch <laughs> Security Awareness. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we, we strive to be uh, kind of a, a semi-agnostic, <laughs> um, meaning that uh, we're about cyber governance, uh, and expert testing. So we test and then we parachute in the, the Tom Brady's of the cyber world to quarterback the <laughs> cyber football, right? But along yeah. the way, uh, part of those frameworks, uh, whether it's PCI, whether it's ISO 27001, FedRAMP, NIST, um, CIS, a best practice is to have an annual security awareness training. Otherwise, you've got employees clicking on stuff and the organization gets ransomware attacked. And yep. uh, and, and so it's uh, it, it's so important. But uh, we're, we're just thrilled, that, Matt, that we're uh, partnered with you and we have that great training uh, capability. Um, well, Matt, this has been a great show. We, uh, we're coming right to the, the wrap-up portion here. And I always like to have a key takeaway for listeners on this show. Um, so if addressing key stakeholders, business owners, C-suite, um, IT risk compliance, what would be the thing you'd want them to remember about this podcast today? You know, I really think that's a great question. And I think that they know it. It's just hard for them to remember it maybe, but everybody is responsible to protect uh, the organization. I think they know that, but that's a really hard thing for them to do. 
it's it's a culture that you need to create, and we we hope and strive to help you do that. Uh, they need to know that it's vital for everybody to be on the cybersecurity team. It's just not the IT people. It's just not the marketing people. It's just not the HR, or the finance. It's everybody that needs to have that uh, because everybody's a target. Uh, and so we would love to help you with that, and I think we can. But it, it is the business owner needs to understand uh, that. Everybody's on the same team uh, to protect the company. Uh, the C-suite guys, IT risk compliance, uh, everybody needs to be part of that that team to help keep the company safe. I always like to say IT, or rather cybersecurity, is not an IT problem. It's not an IT issue. Uh, it involves all st- all stakeholders, and, and you've clearly articulated that, Matt. Well, Matt, uh, folks would love to talk to you. And uh, for our listeners, you can always reach out to us, of course, at getintouch at webcheckSecurity.com And we'll pull Matt into the conversation. But Matt, what's the best way for them to reach you directly? You know, my email is the best way. It's Matt, M-A-T-T, at Security awareness.com you might have to take a nap after you, you type it in but it's matt <laughs> at wasatch uh, security awareness.com love to talk to you and if they google you uh, i'm sure uh, you've got yep. a great site that will come up and yep can... you can pull it up online as well fantastic well uh, my friend thank you so much for coming uh on our show today um it, always an honor uh, always a pleasure to uh, to be with you matt and, and thanks thank so you so much appreciate it we'll do it again awesome alright folks that's a wrap Vista thanks its sponsors Vivint Smart Home and Nexus IT Consultants for world class security and home automation call Vivint today at 1-800-570-1313 that's right 570 1-800-570-1313 for White Glove Cybersecurity and IT Assistance, contact Nexus IT at nexusitc.net or call them at 435-659-2533. And of course, I'll put in a plug. If you want a pen test, call 1-833-PEN-TEST. That's it. 1-833-PEN-TEST. Today's music has been provided by Suit Up Soldier and can be downloaded on Spotify, Apple Music, and other popular platforms. Check back soon for another episode of Vistas, published once or twice a month. Until next time, be positive and see only the good in others. And happy holidays.